Yo, slick like Rick, Rick James when I hit hit super free chicks. Who I don't miss, I don't miss. Flick your nose, my flows make you sick. Uh -huh. Two bottom bits too, making hits and hollow tips stand. Shooting lips, right? Handle our business, make sure it sits. Ride through the tunnels and fuck the guest list. Light up your block with Roman candlesticks. Welcome everyone, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile, and I want to tell you that if you want to find out more about us and you want to find out more about the work that we're doing, check us out at the website, www.drpatshow.com. You're going to see a change in the website because we are responding to the hundreds of emails that you guys have sent us asking us to do certain things, and this is for us a incredible opportunity to bring it and we're going to be doing that really shortly you'll be uh, seeing a change hopefully gradual but you never know things just change all of a sudden there it was one day and it's not that like that anymore and that's something that my guest right here today knows a lot about I am so thrilled to be introducing you to Susan Kavalik, who is joining me here today, a master classroom teacher, a curriculum innovator for over 35 years, and she has uh, been able to create an incredible model for each and every one of us to understand what it means to tap into the incredible power that we have within us. She's joining us here today as a series that... Uh, that we're going to be doing, and one of the things that I that I love about what she does and what she's bringing is that every one of you, in some way, has expressed whether on air to us, but in who you are, you have expressed the incredible power you have and how you are wanting to make a difference in the world today. Well, Susan is here to help us not only understand that that's possible, but how to understand that we can do that and do that now. So she's joining us here today. We've got lots to talk about, uh, and we are going to give you some hands-on tools, things that you are going to have so that you understand what lifelong change is about and the fact that you can make it happen right now. Susan, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Well, what's wonderful about being on your show and just listening to you is you do automatically what everyone can do with the very words that you say. You, you change the, the environment in which you are by presenting this incredible foundation of positive input. And if everybody realized how absolutely incredible that was, whether it was at school or at home or in the workplace, we could, we could take the gifts that we all have, and we can, we can make the changes in record time. Because my ba basic question is, did what you say today make a difference? And the point is we can either make a difference or we can just keep everything at status quo or we could create a toxic environment. So that's the power of our words, and I think you are just the master of powerful words. So I'm excited today to share these things with you, and um, I just hope we get some really good questions today because that's what keeps me, uh, keeps me thinking. Well, you know, here, here is what I love about this, and this is our theme. I don't know if you've heard our theme. Our theme is get out of the gate in 2008 and uh, step in to being great. I mean, this is all about great. It's about recognizing it, seeing it, feeling it, thinking it, believing it, and making it happen. Right. A lot of times we talk, Susan, about all of the things that we'd like to do. I don't know what has possessed me this year. I feel like I'm possessed by some being, <laughs> but this is about action. And what you're talking about, yeah. the power of the word, get what 
doesn't cost a dime. Not a dime. It doesn't take a lot of effort. It's not like losing 100 pounds. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I do. Let me tell you how it started because I, I was out there crusading across the country and actually worldwide talking about, you know, we've got to do things so that the, the gifted and talented child could have opportunities beyond the regular classroom. And then something occurred in about 1983 that changed my perception about that. And that was when my youngest son, who was not identified gifted and talented, said, so what about the rest of us? Are we the leftovers? Do we not count? Amen, about, for, the, amen yes. for your son. Amen for my I'm son. I'm right there with him. <laughs> and, and what was wonderful is that at that time, and this is so critically important, at that time there was an incredible book that came out that was entitled Human Brain and Human Learning. Hmm. And, it, and it said, and this is the power, it said you are not born intelligent. You're born with a capacity. And every day, everything you do can either enhance, stifle, or diminish your capacity. Now, think about the responsibility of that. Everything you do every day, the people you meet, the places you uh, shop, the, the workplace you go to, every, the parents around you, your siblings, every day, the impact on you enhances, stifles, or diminishes your intellectual, social, and emotional adult capacity. That's huge. That's huge. So that anybody at any time could sit back and watch in a room and say, whoa, I don't want to be around that person. Or you mm -hmm. can get to an environment and go, oh, this feels toxic. The truth of the matter is it, it is a toxic environment. So that when I left gifted education and I went to, quote, unquote, regular education, the very first question asked by the classroom teachers, what's the discipline plan? And I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't have a discipline plan. And they said, we have to put it on the board. We have to tell the principal. We have to tell them how we're going to punish children. We have to talk about the negative consequences. And I thought, I've got to be thinking this through. I'm telling you, just listening to you has given me a hot flash even now. <laughs> good, good. So three of us spent about six months saying, what's really important? What is really important that we could take into a classroom that could transform it? And so we said, what about the relationships you have in your life? Let's start with your spouse. What are the, what are the attributes of a powerful relationship with your spouse? And we came up with these five attributes. The first one is trustworthiness. I mean, does anybody want to be with somebody who isn't trustworthy? And we go, oh, no, 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 no. Well, you know, that's the, that works at home, that works at work, and that works at school. Then we said, okay, this is important, and this is a hard one for people in the United States. Truthfulness. See, nobody's going to tell the truth unless they first trust you, so you've got to have trust first. But you want your spouse to be truthful. Then we got down to the one that's the hardest one, and I, I travel all over the world, and I can tell anybody who's been married three years or longer because this one disappears, and it's called active listening. When you're newly married, when you're dating, you're just hanging on the words of each other. All of a sudden, we don't listen as actively the longer we're in a relationship. That's an interesting one. But we said it's important that we put that. The fourth one was no put-downs. And people have tried over the years to tell me, Susan, you've got to use a positive statement. And I said, in our society, put-downs are endemic. They're in your television ads. They're in your television programs. They're, they're in the conversations you have every day. I said, no, we've got to say what it is. And then the final one was personal best. And we said, if your spouse was trustworthy, truthful, actively listened to you, didn't put you down, and gave you your personal best, then the rest is easy. 
But until these things are in place, it's hard to it's hard to have a place at which you can commune at that level that will enhance your capacity. So that's what we brought into the classrooms. And that's what I've brought into my office. And that's what I brought in when we work with, with groups. How do we get there is the question. And this is why I love what you're saying, because you know, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what is it going to take for us to truly understand these? And what you've done is you've taken it to the next level. And that is, yeah, these are the things that we expect. But how do we get there? And what I love about what you're saying is that uh, for me, in the research that I've done in organizations, I, you know, I came up with from people giving feedback almost similar ideas. So this is really uh, about people being ready to treat each other in a very different way. Well, you're absolutely right. And I want to give you a little story that just happened on Monday. I'd and then I'll, to hear And it. then I'll tell you the simple ways to really identify these. All right. Um, I want to make sure everybody gets a pen and, pace, a pen, <laughs> pen and paper out. But let's hear that story. Well, two, two executives from a company in New York flew out to meet with me on Monday, and we're talking about what are the things we can do together. Mm. And I call it the New York Edge, because in a very few moments, even in the introduction, there was a lot of this playful put-downs to each other. And, and that kind of continued into our first little session together. And finally, I said, gentlemen, guess what? We can't do that here in the state of Washington. It's outlawed. Smoking is outlawed and put-downs are outlawed. And they looked at me. I said, well, put-downs aren't really outlawed, but they are around me. And I said, let me tell you what happens when you play this verbal game. You actually change the heart rate of the people who hear this. And they looked at me and I said, yes. I said, in any environment, once people start using threatening behavior, even if it sounds playful, the heart rate changes of the people in the room. I said, so if we were talking about something serious and that we wanted to give our best attention to, and you came out with this, this put down, I said, now you've taken me off track. And now it's going to take some time to come back. And if you have any introverts in your office, they're not going to come back at all because they don't trust you. And so it was a very interesting thing to be able to say right off the bat, if we're going to be together for 10 hours today, this is what we have to do. And this is what we have to do in our offices, in our homes. And this is how you do it. Oh, absolutely. What a great story. I just came back from New York myself. And I am from New York. So you know that edge that you, you're talking about? Yes. I recognized in 1990 that I needed to let go of that. And by letting go of that, everybody around me wanted me out of their lives. We'll talk about that when we come back because this is really a call to action. And, and you know how we say this is this, the point of change? We're inviting you to let go of something. And that put-down language, that can be the first to go. Susan Kavalik joining me here today. Short break. When we come back, we're going to give you some hands-on tools, things for you to do, things for you to know. We'll be right back. Hey, you, come here. I got something to tell you. Are you ready to meet your life partner but need a good avenue? SpiritualSingles.com has the largest database of conscious spiritual members on the Internet. When you're ready to meet someone, join SpiritualSingles.com. But make sure you're really ready, though, because it works. SpiritualSingles.com. Dating, events, and even retreats. Don't forget, that's SpiritualSingles.com. Join today. You'll be glad you did. 
Would you like to receive a weekly email telling you about personal growth events and resources in the Puget Sound region? This service is now available complements of New Spirit Journal, the locally owned and operated newspaper that brings you a wealth of inspirational information every month. Go to NewSpiritJournal.com and click on Earl. That's events and resource listings, but you can call it Earl. New Spirit Journal has been providing inspirational news and information for almost three years. Visit NewSpiritJournal.com. Kick off your enlightenment with Carrie's 12 Steps to Enlightenment workshop. Carrie O'Connor, master visionary, medium, and clairvoyant, uses her amazing psychic gifts to help you step into your divine power and begin to create the life of your dreams. This two-hour teleclass is on February 23rd at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Call 860-887-1201 to register for the 12 Steps to Enlightenment teleclass or visit kerryoconnor.com. That's K-E-R-R-I-E-O-C-O-N-N-O-R.com. Each one of us experiences a time in our lives when our health has become upset or challenged. Tim Ticehurst is an accomplished homeopath who provides compassion and help for his clients who are looking to return to balance. The remedies Tim recommends are completely safe and non-toxic and can work in tandem with prescription medications. Visit homeopathyseattle.com or call Tim at 1-800-219-1526 for a free consultation to see if homeopathy may be right for you. Have you ever wondered how humans lived for thousands of years with just the power of nature to keep them healthy? Can we live a healthy, long life without dependence on drugs? Dr. Rashmi Pace, naturopathic physician and Ayurvedic clinician, can help you have optimal health and ageless vitality using the science of naturopathic medicine plus the wisdom of the ancient healing arts. Call Dr. Pace at 425-778-8050 or visit lotusnaturalhealthclinic.com. What's ahead for you or your business in 2008? Get your custom roadmap for next year from internationally known astrologer Madeline Gerwick. Find out how to best focus your time and energy for the challenges and opportunities ahead. Call Madeline Gerwick at Polaris Business Guides for a personal or business consultation. Also ask about good timing for important events. Call toll-free 877-524-8300. That's 877-524-8300. The search is over. You found the station that's not afraid to be different. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I promise to bring you tools, ideas, and implementation for change. Susan Kavalik joining me here today. We are bringing it right now to you so that you understand you can create the change and help others step forward. Susan, thank you so much. I want to make sure that our listeners have information about how they can find out more about you uh, and more importantly, how they can tap into some of the tools and strategies. Very good. I The you will go on our website, www.thecenter, the number four, and then learning.com. The center, number four, learning.com. Center for Learning. And check it out. There's a lot of information there. Um, also, if you go under training, you'll be able to look at what's called the power packs and a number of other things, including coaching. So this is a fabulous conversation. I, I want to get back to what you were talking about, about letting go of that edge. Now, you okay. don't have to be from New York to have that edge, right. I want to say. 
No, and, and please, because let me tell you the, the original story. I was a young bride, married at 19, very lovely man, and I come from a highly linguistic family. If, if the New York has edge, growing up as a third-generation San Franciscan has its own edge. And so I, was, I had a mother who was highly linguistic, and so I could nail anybody in a millisecond with something that was cute or not so cute from their perspective. So about six months into this marriage, this man said, you know, the things you say hurt. Mm. And you know what's interesting when people do put-downs? The feedback they get is laughter. They never get accurate feedback that what you've just done is created a toxic situation. What you've just done is you've given people fear. Some people get automatic fear. And so that was such a gift to me that he gave me early on because I thought, well, I can control what I say. But otherwise, people don't know unless you put it out there. So here's the way you want to – these are the tools. The tools are wonderful. These five things are called the lifelong guidelines, and that's what they are. If you wanted to create trustworthiness in your office, you would just ask these questions. What does it look like? What does it sound like? And what does it feel like when the office is trustworthy? And what behaviors will you no longer see if everybody practices that? Now, the extraordinary thing about going through this process is every single person knows exactly what it would feel like if it wasn't there. Which tells you that they have this innate feeling of they know when an environment is trustworthy. Well, we'd have to. Because we had to learn how to run away from the saber-toothed tiger. We had to learn how to protect ourselves in those early days. The point is we are, we are physically designed to analyze the situation. So let me tell you what happens in your brain. This is what's so exciting. There's a gatekeeper in your brain. A little, little person up there standing at the gate. And all the things that come in, all of the input that comes into your brain, the gatekeeper has to make a decision. The first decision, the gatekeeper says, is this a threatening situation? And threat can be real or perceived. Is this a threatening situation? If it's a threatening situation and it just you sense that it is, the gatekeeper says, you know, why don't you just wait here at the gate and let's see what unfolds? If the gatekeeper determines it's not threatening, it says, okay, time to get up to the cerebral cortex where thinking and learning take place. You're, you're free to go to thinking and learning. If it's threatening and you feel like you're physically going to be threatened, you will downshift into your, into your lower brain, and that's where you'll run away. And so those people who are working in a threatening environment, those students who are trying to learn in a threatening environment, those children who are growing up in a threatening environment, they are waiting at the gatekeeper's door filled with anxiety. They don't know what's going to happen. So everything about them is anxious. So their blood rate increases, and they can't make a decision. And think about when somebody's yelling at a child, don't you know what I told you to do? Get you. And the kid is frozen in time because they're at that gate, and they can't move. It's something that we have control of. And I think families and businesses and schools need to look at this and say, you know what? Change occurs in the faculty room. In a household, change occurs with the parents and in a business the employer is absolutely critically important to setting the tone for that office
And this is this is something that, you know, if we're not joking about, I mean, what's really clear about this is put yourself on the other side of this. Yeah. You know, for a lot of people, Susan, what you're talking about, you might as well be holding a gun up to their heads in a lot of ways. That's correct. And we don't understand that our words, the sharpness uh, of what we say and how we say it yeah. uh, is very, very traumatic. And so we're here today to help people understand not only uh, do we have the ability to, to really change this, but we can also intervene and say, please, I'm not going to be around that right. anymore. Right. We're going to refuse to accept it. And if everybody stood up and just said, I ref I, and what we say to people, we say, use the word cancel. Cancel. Uh, okay. Tell me more and, about that. Well, when I had the three teenagers sitting at the at the kitchen table, and, you know, teenagers, the dinner table is the place to watch mother go into her, her act because they'd start to say things to each other, and I'd say negative things. I'd say, don't you talk to your brother like that. Don't you talk to your sister like that. And before I knew it, is what they were trying to do is to get a rise, R-I-S-E, out of me, like, okay, Mom, what are you going to do now? And so all of a sudden it occurred to me that if that's what they wanted, then what I would do is I would give him the word. And so pretty soon I started saying when I heard that, instead of saying don't, I'd say rise. And I would stop them in their tracks. And they'd say, well, why did you say that? I said, because you wanted to get me excited. You wanted to give, get a rise out of me, so I'm going to give you a rise. But I'm not going to react to you anymore because you know the proper behavior at the table. So what happens is you have to call people on the behavior and then you just say, it's not going to happen here anymore. And you might say, well, Susan, that is going to be really hard. And what are we going to do about such and such? But if slowly everybody says, now we say the word cancel. If somebody says something that's negative, you just go cancel, which says, I'm not taking that into my, I'm not taking that into my lexicon of who I am. And let me tell you why that's so critically important. Now you got me excited. Well, yeah, this is really something to be excited about because, you know, we are here not as victims of our society. That's and, right. you know, Susan, this is what is so important. I want to make sure we make this point, um, you know, as we close this segment. We are not here as victims. It is really, for me, right. it is time right now to help people understand the power that they have to stand tall keep their heads up high and my listeners understand how i feel about young people they've heard yeah. me talk about the generations we're bringing up kids that have been put down for being creative a lot of them categorized into different dd classes yes. Yes. yes what do you make of that well here's the here's the challenge and i would say that one of the major problems in schools today major 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 problems and, and as though we try to believe it's about funding it's about what is the training a teacher's given today that gives them any indication about how the human brain functions i mean really and truly it's possible to graduate today without any knowledge of how what i just told you about the gatekeeper that they come in and somebody hands them a book and says, here's, how, here's what you want the children to do, and this is what you should tell them to do. But they don't have that inner understanding of how learning happens. So that when you have a child who learns differently, who learns uh, and understands differently, they don't know what to do with that, and they put that child in those special programs. And for so many of the special programs that I've seen, it's almost a life sentence. And I'd like to tell you it's a positive life sentence, and I'm sure it is in some cases. But I think it's equally a negative sentence because we believe what adults tell us about ourselves. 
So if somebody says you're not smart, you're not going to get it, you can't understand it, we're going to believe that. And the horror of that is that if this is this is shocking, if by age six, your subconscious has been laid down about what people think about you and everything they tell you up until that age is that it goes into you subconsciously. And 95% of your reactions as an adult is based on your subconscious input. Well, with that in mind, we have an action to take. Let's give out your website one more time, Susan. The Center at number4.com. The Center number 4. Oh, the Center for Learning.com. All right. I got the so Center excited. the number 4 learning.com. Thank you, Susan. Okay. We'll take a short break everyone. We'll be right back. 